It is Monday, October 24th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Rob is back along the way, which is awesome as always. Hope you had a good weekend, my friend. How are you? I had a great weekend. Thanks for asking. I had a wedding on Saturday, a beautiful oh. um, outdoor wedding. Had a great time there. Then yesterday, just watched a ton of baseball. I rotisserie some chicken. I don't know if you saw Ooh. that on my IG, but it was a good day, man. We saw two clinches, two great games. And now I get to see your face, so I'm happy, man. How was uh, Vegas there you and, go. and everything? Yeah, it's been good so far. BattleBots Season 7, uh, which will be coming out early next year. We're halfway through. We're going to be starting the playoffs this week. So I made a 24-hour pit stop back here in Los Angeles to do a little NFL work yesterday. And it was fascinating watching two clinching games. Now, you know, there's some baseball fans around the NFL network. Um, but with the Phillies one, I was going around and watching the highlights with the editors to get ready for my early show right when Harper stepped up to the plate. So the whole place stopped to watch the at-bat. It was actually, it was pretty cool stuff. So that was kind of fun. That's good for baseball. When you have the moments like that and it's one of your stars yep. and like yep. the Phillies are a franchise that, you know, people will stop and watch. And it's, mm -hmm. that was a moment, man. So let's get to it. Let's get to the big moment. Uh, eighth inning, Phillies down one. Man on, Harper steps to the plate. Why don't we do that thing? On the seventh pitch, Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes! Harper, the swing of his life! It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top! Kudos, Joe Davis. Great call. Oh, look at that the shot. The swing of his life. Um, Phillies go on and win it. Harper's named your NLCS MVP. Phillies get to the promised land for the first time in 13 years. Reaction. I love it, man. Watching this team click, and we've heard for a long time, you know, what it takes in the postseason. You got to hit homers. Um, you got to have pitching, and your bullpen's got to go, and everyone's got to get hot at the same time, and that's exactly what's happened. You know, this is a team that was – you know, the sixth team in and, you know, had their deficiencies throughout the year. But we all knew that if they started to get hot at the same time, then Bryce Harper kind of could carry them as well. Like this, this was a scenario that could happen and they made it freaking happen and they beat a really good team. And I love the fact, Chris, that they went back to Philly and those fans showed up and that atmosphere, mm. as you just saw, was incredible, but they won three in a row in front of their home crowd. Yeah, like that is storybook stuff we had storybook moments watching reese hoskins jump around and you know hit his four homers it's it was it's been so much fun to watch that it, i it's you have to root for this team like i don't care who you are maybe maybe mets and braves fans aren't going to root for you but everybody else this phillies team is just it's hard not to root for them yeah well you know i think a lot of shows out there when people put shows together to talk about sports, they're like, we have to hit on the big stars. We have to talk about the quarterbacks in this world. We have to talk about the people that we have to talk about LeBron. We have to talk about this. This is the one day I really want to talk about Bryce Harper because he deserves it. We have known him half of his life. He just turned 30 this month. We've known his name since he was 15. How many kids grow up 
and are exactly what we expect them to be. I mean, Tiger, LeBron, Bryce, it is a very, very small bus ride that includes very few people. And has there been a little bit of controversy with him? Was he brash when he came up at 19? Maybe he didn't have the best veterans around him. I don't know. But he's done. I mean, he has played this game. What has he ever done like wrong? I don't know. Some people, some people didn't like the way he, you know, his attitude was when he first came up. Don't you remember that? Yeah, I I do, but there was no reason to it. It's it was because he's it was a young kid, kind of like trying mm-hmm. to find his footing and like hold his own. Yeah, and, and there was a lot of jealousy. And don't you remember freaking even, even Cole Hamels? Remember he dotted him. He was like, yeah, that's kind of a welcome to the league moment. Whatever. I mean. People trying to keep him in his place and whatever, but, but Makes to me, so the big, I get it. I I've always been a huge Bryce Harper guy. I guess my point is this: is when you have that much pressure to be Bryce Harper and you turn into Bryce Harper, that's pretty damn good. I mean, for the longest time, all we did was say, "Well, he and Trout are always going to be compared to one another," and Trout is up here and Harper's here. Well, now Harper has had his moment. He has lifted a franchise on it you know on his shoulders and gotten them to the fall classic and i'm happy for him i'm excited for the city i'm super excited for him and i'm excited for baseball because there just aren't that many guys who move the needle he is one of them i mean he envisioned this and he went out and got this he could have went anywhere he had a ton of different offers but he knew that philadelphia was in need of someone like him he wanted to be the guy Okay, so he goes to Philly. He understands what kind of pressures come with going to Philly. And that fan base wants victories, and they'll let you know if you're not performing well. They've let him know Mm -hmm. at times. But I think he's the perfect person for that city. He's bought in. He reps it. Like when he's showing the Phillies, you know, uh, logo on his jersey after every big hit. I mean, people eat that up. And he is just, you know, he's going to work hard. You know he really, really cares about ball. Like this is a guy who just—he really is a rat, man. He's one of those dudes who's not only is he extremely physically gifted and talented, but he works, and like he just loves that work, and it shows yep. in these big moments, man. Like they got 13 years is crazy to give anybody, but it seems to me like. Bryce is a guy that might fulfill those 13 years with a lot of like integrity and pride. We're going to have uh, plenty of days to, to break down uh, the Phillies angle of the world series. This thing doesn't get started till Friday. So I do want to move on to the other piece of that equation. And the fact is that it was Robert Suarez who threw the pitch to Bryce Harper and not Josh Hader, who only pitched one inning in the NLCS. Here is Bob Melvin on that decision. It, we, we have a lot of confidence in Suarez. Uh, we have to finish that game out. Was looking to go four, four outs with Hader. The fact of the matter is, I think that's the first home run that Suarez has given up to a lefty all year. We have a ton of confidence in him. Got us through the eighth, through the seventh, and you know, a really good hitter ended up obviously beating us. Are you okay with that explanation? I think I am. I've had I've had a little bit of time now to kind of like refine this take because I knew it was coming. You know, like we knew this was going to be a question that was answered or asked of Bo Mel, excuse me. Um, what he said was right. Suarez is an excellent pitcher. He hasn't given up a home run to a left-hander all year. He made really good pitches. 
And in the end, there, it's it's Bryce Harper on the other side of it who had an excellent at bat, and you have to tip your cap. So at the beginning of my take, that's kind of how I felt. Oh, Mel, I like you. You had your reasons. You stuck with them. Hater wasn't really warmed up. And then when I started thinking about that, that's when it started to get to me. Why wasn't Hater ready to go? Sure, you in a perfect world, Bob. Bo Mel, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to him at all because I really I really like him. In a perfect world, you want him for a four out save. But you know the playoffs aren't a perfect world. Like you have to have this guy ready almost at any cost, at any scenario, at that point in the game. And then I started thinking more and more about how entertaining it would have been. To see Hater come face Bryce in front of that crowd, I mean, we kind of were deprived of that moment, Chris, and now I'm, I'm a little upset with Bob because of that. But I don't think the decision was like crazy bad. I think yes, it was. Yes, it was. Okay. This is Zach Britton sitting in the Blue Jays in the I Toronto know. bullpen. This is, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, Josh Hader has struck out the last eight men he has faced in the playoffs. Your job as a manager or a coach is to put your team in the very best position to win. The best. Who's the best option in the San Diego bullpen? Josh Hader says Suarez after the game, just so you know. That's not true. I'm sorry. I'll take the guy who struck out the last eight dudes he faced. He's well-rested. I understand you got to get through six outs, but maybe Josh Hader doesn't get the last two outs of the game. And you know what you say at the end of the game if you lose when you don't have Josh Hader because he's thrown 35 pitches to get four outs at that point or whatever it is. You say, hey, listen, I went with my best guy against their best hitter in the eighth inning. I knew I was going to have to try and figure out a way to get to the rest because guess what? There was no save opportunity in the ninth. There was no lead to protect. Why? Because Josh Hader's sitting in the bullpen. And I know that we don't like to do this to managers, especially a guy as well-respected as Bob Melvin, whom I love. I, I thought he was a huge difference maker for San Diego this season. But at the same time, this is all we can do is judge you. These are the move. This is how you affect the game. There's not, not one person who is like, yeah, I get, I get it. I, I get it. Because I don't get it. And if I'm a San Diego fan, as great a ride as this team gave me during the last few weeks, I'm pissed today. Yeah, I mean, I I am too. I would have loved to see that matchup. And you're right. At the end of the game, if, if Hayter gives it up in the ninth or something like that, you say, look, we emptied our chamber, bro. That was all we had. We gave everything we had, and we just ran out of gas a little bit. You can't have some gas in the tank, dude. You got to let it out. I know, I know. It's not like they had a horrible matchup, though. This wasn't like a super incompetent no. decision. It just maybe wasn't the best decision. Th that's the problem. It wasn't the best decision. Yes. Right. Nobody's looking at Suarez because he was great. He was yes. great. He really was. And I understand that. And he actually got ahead of Harper. And Harper laid off a changeup where yes. even, I mean, Austin Nola afterward was like, I have no idea how he laid, laid off that changeup. He's like, He's that's Harper. the pitch he's going to be swinging at, you know, and not do anything with. And he goes, he had the discipline to hold off, which is a tip of the cap to Bryce Harper. San Diego fans, hang in there. I'm sure we'll be talking about you guys much more. Very interesting offseason upcoming on several fronts there. But in the meantime, I want to remind you that today's edition of Baseball Today is presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. That is the place you want to go if you want to uh, get the best seats in the house. Go on over to your phone. 
Download the SeatGeek app today. Use the code word John Boy Playoffs. You're going to get 10% off your order, whether you're a first-time buyer or not. That's the critical piece. Sometimes it's only offered to first-time buyers. No. Repeat customers are welcome. John Boy Playoffs, all caps, all one word, is the code. Now, SeatGeek will help you find the best seats in the house if you want to go to the World Series in Houston or in Philly. You want to go to an NFL game, college football, NBA, NHL, your favorite concert. And then sometimes these apps, they don't help you find the best seat in the house. Well, SeatGeek does. They rate every ticket on a scale of 0 to 10 to make sure you are getting the best deal possible. They also color code it. Green is good. Red, thumbs down on that. So once again, download the SeatGeek app. John Boy Playoffs is the code for 10% off your tickets. And one other thing. We've done this already three times this month. As we get to each series, on the day that a new kind of series starts, we will have our SeatGeek question of the day. So on Friday, we're going to be asking our SeatGeek question of the World Series. Here's the difference. We don't come up with the question. You come up with the question. You'll send it to our social media channels. We'll blast that out all over Twitter and Instagram. If we pick your question, you're going to get $1,000 credit to use on SeatGeek. That's no joke. That ain't 10 bucks. That's not $100. That is a $1,000 credit. We've had some great questions. We've had some awesome winners. We want you to be one as well. So be on the lookout for that. We continue on as we move over to the American League. For the Houston Astros, a four-game sweep over the New York Yankees. They are off to their fourth World Series now in the last six years. One ball, two strikes. Judge on the ground. Presley's got it. Easy flip. Ball game over. And the Houston Astros win the American League pennant. The Astros are going back to the World Series. So it was a four-game sweep. Um, the games were close-ish most of the way. How big is the gap between these two teams? It's It's sizable, Chris. And I think... The thing I keep coming back to is I look at the Astros and I see them playing with a ton of confidence and a ton of, you know, they're just playing the game that they know. They have an identity um, and they're not, those guys aren't worried about anything except winning the game. Okay. With the Yankees, the way they were shuffling everyone around, it was almost like they were putting so much pressure on these guys that if you don't perform, we're trying to find the hot hand, you're going to be out the next day. I mean, James put a, a, a tweet out yesterday about all the different lineups they use, different leadoff hitters, mm -hmm. different four-hole hitters, everything. When you're shuffling that much, it's it kind of reeks of desperation. And like I said, it just puts added pressure onto your players. Like not only do you have to go focus on winning the game, obviously that's your number one priority, but in the back of your mind, like, dude, like if I don't, if I don't come up big in some way, like I'm probably not going to play tomorrow. Like I want to play in these games. So like, it's just added pressure. Did you see Jeremy Pena playing with any pressure? No. He knows he's going to be in the lineup every day. And he's got, he's got the full confidence of his coaching staff. I don't think you can say that for save, but what three or four people in the Yankees lineup, everybody else is like, I'm not sure if I'm going to play today or, or where I'm going to play. And that to me was the biggest difference for the Yankees in these playoffs, man. Like they squeaked by the guardians. Obviously they didn't hit it all. Like their bats went completely cold. Aaron judge. Who we saw make the last out who, by the way, isn't a Yankee anymore. Well, I think He's he not. is until uh few days after the world series or whatever 
you can officially become a free agent. Go, go look at his quotes. In his mind, he gone. He's a free agent now. Okay. I think that was the biggest difference. Is there a talent gap? Yes. I think the the depth of the Houston Astros is almost unrivaled in baseball right now. But the confidence level and the and the fact that players know the coaches are behind them is a big thing. They found the perfect kind of lineup, Houston, right? Low strikeout, high damage rate. Uh, the Yankees don't have that. They have high damage, but high strikeout. And you're right about the lineup configuration. It's not a flawed roster because it's a really good roster. It's just not as good as the team that keeps ousting them in the playoffs. Um, and that's the difference. And I want to give Houston all the credit in the world here. They pitched their ass off. Every person that came in, you're like, Jesus unbelievable i mean javier over the weekend holy smokes does he own a suite in that stadium yet because i mean it's it's gotten pretty close between seven no hit innings during the summer and then what he did over the weekend in game three where everybody's like all right garrett cole's gonna save our season and people can talk about pulling garrett cole and bringing in trevino and all that sort of stuff y'all weren't scoring runs against this team because they're just that good they are that good they make critical trades when they need to um, you know, obviously bringing in Justin Verlander. Let's remember when they brought in Justin Verlander at the time, there were not a ton of teams that were willing to take on the financial burden of a guy who maybe is on the downside of his career. <laughs> Jokes on everybody else because Justin Verlander is still at the top of his game. Um, this, you know, we kept hearing about Jeremy Pena in spring training. Like we're going to be fine without Carlos Correa guys. Like this kid is he, and we're all like, yeah, Right. And I was I was leading that charge. I was like, you you're were. getting rid of one of the best one of the best ball players. What do you you guys? You can't just gloss over that. But guess what, Rose moron. So good for the Astros. I told you when they the words they were using to describe him, those adjectives were just different. They were saying superstar mm -hmm. and star. Like there was a lot of star talk going on with this guy, and I know I knew that at that. When you have that many people behind you, like there's something special about you. I, and, and they I actually asked Dusty about this during the game yesterday, and he's like, "I didn't know who's going to be this. I don't think anyone did. You could never be sure with a with a young kid." And that's a great answer yeah. by Dusty because that's the that's the truth. Um, but when enough people believe in you like that, you, you know there's something there. And he showed up big, man. Sure did. Sure did. Baseball today, fans know we are in the thick of October baseball. The big one is coming up, and I'm betting on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the World Series. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook has a championship-worthy offer you can't miss. That's right. If you bet just $5 on any World Series game and win, $200 in free bets will be in your account via the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Want to boost your winnings? Check out some same-game parlays. You can combine multiple bets from the same game and obviously get a bigger payout if you win. And all you need to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code JOHNBOY, and bet $5 to win $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JOHNBOY. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and will be trademarks used with permission. So now we move on. As I said, we'll have, we're will have we going to have so much time to go over the Astros and the Phillies how they match up and the rosters and who has to come up big and who we worried about. We've got several days to do that, that we do want to say goodbye to these teams at bid ado on Sunday. And for the New York Yankees, a lot of question marks in the air, obviously starting with free agent Aaron judge, where does this organization go from here? 
I think you need to sit down and decide what your plan is. Like Peraza needs to be your shortstop. Like, what are you going to do with Cabrera? Like these young kids, what's up with Volpe? Like you have to make a decision with these guys and then let them run and play. No more stop gaps, dude. We don't need any more stop gaps or anything like that. Let's let these kids play. You really believe them. You passed up on a massive free agent market because you believe in these kids. Let's let them play a little bit. Okay. Let's lock judge up. Let's name him captain like everybody else was talking about um, after the game. Cortez said, if you're back next year, you're going to be captain. Let's get him back there. Let's make him captain because now that's your guy. He, What he says goes, and now you have an identity and a direction. You bring up the young kids and then start to supplement the roster. I mean, there's, there is a great road ahead for the Yankees if they kind of just get out of their own way and let the kids play. I mean, that's got a common phrase nowadays in baseball. They like sort of let the kids play. They let them play a little bit. The curfew is really early, Chris. Let them stay out all night and party, man, because they need to get the experience. And if you believe in them this much, like, let them play. Who was the last big free agent position player that the Yankees signed? Now you got me thinking. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not – Anthony Rizzo is a fantastic player, but I'm not talking about that type. DJ LeMay, he's a fantastic player when he signed, you know, a few years ago for like two years and 24 million. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, dude, I'm talking about a Correa, a Freddie Freeman, a Bryce Harper, a Manny Machado. Who was the last? I mean, they traded for Stanton, so that's a move, but you're giving up something. They didn't give up much, but they're giving up something to get something. I'm talking about, and I'm not, you know, Garrett Cole is obviously the guy on the pitching side, but who is the last position player they did that with? Do you have an answer for me? Or are you at, no, I don't think so. Me. I don't think so. Mark is Teixeira? it like a Mark Teixeira? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what it feels like. So, you know, obviously keeping judge is the number one priority. I, I'm curious also, I asked this of, of the NFL friends that I was hanging out with last night who are also good baseball fans. I said, do you think his postseason performance – combined with the you know the booze for a guy who hit 62 do you think that has any effect on his re-signing whatsoever from yeah. either side uh no for the yankees no they want judge back but like i think judge is really going to go out there and, and and see where he fits best i know he said all the right things about new york he wants to be there mm-hmm. he has had a great tenure there and for the most part he's been just beloved there obviously there's going to be boo birds every once in a while i don't think he really cares about that but I think he really is going to go test the market. What's best for me? Baseball players only get to do that maybe once yeah, in their career. At their peak. Yeah. At their peak. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But they've kind of taken themselves out of the short start market. They can't have Carlos Correa. How could you sign Carlos Correa? You have Volpe, you have Peraza and Cabrera, and you believe in these kids. Like they, And Glaber Torres. Like, I don't know. There's no room for him or any of the shortstops yeah. that are available which there's some big name shortstops that could really help your baseball team. Yeah. I mean, it's not just Correa. Craig Turner's out there too. Dansby Swanson's going to be out there. Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts is out there. Like, That's that, what I'm saying, but they've players. taken themselves out of the running for that unless they decide to trade some of these kids, but then it's like, dude. Which they could. Which they could. Doesn't mean, you know, would that have been, would these kids playing, would Peraza have made all the difference in the world against Houston? This is what I said about Peraza in Houston. Look at what happens when you play a shortstop every day throughout the year. Jeremy Pena gets the confidence he's able to do that. I 
Right. I mean, watching Peraza, I didn't get to see a ton of him, but like he looked pretty looked comfortable good. up there. Mm-hmm. Totally. Give that kid a whole year and let him freaking flourish, man. Right. But there's a difference between trying to flourish in New York and trying to flourish in Houston. You know that. Yeah. All right. Last thing. Best thing you saw celebration wise over the weekend in baseball, because there were a lot of great like fan shots, fun things that went on. What'd you have? There were so many. I mean, there were some quotes uh, about that Bryce Harper homer. Wheeler was down in the uh, training room and he said the windows were shaking. The tile started to crack on the ceiling. I love, love hearing that. stuff that actually like gives me chills to um to hear something like that. But I was kind of tuned in on my boy Reeser. I uh, love Hoskins, all-time good guy, like just fan favorite for a reason. He's a stud. Okay. Mm-hmm. His his like post Homer celebrations are what I really loved. He obviously the bat slam was awesome. And then he had last night he was skipping around. He had one where he just kind of like threw the bat out like it was a hot potato or something like that. But they've all been just absolute raw emotion and like beautiful joy. And he was feeding off of that beautiful Phillies crowd. And like that whole like synergy between everyone was just there's a skippy Lou. There it is. Yeah. It's uh it's incredible, man. I, I really liked watching that. Was he the one that hit it where the fanatic went nuts in the background? I forget which. I, I forget if. I think it was. Yeah, I mean that, that was place great. Was rocking, fanatic. Chris. Look at that, dude. I know it's really cool. For me, it was. Uh, I think it was Saturday. Um, Eagles are on a bye, so they weren't prepping for a game. And Jason Kelsey, who has been one of the faces of the Eagles franchise, and if you haven't watched his whole post Super Bowl speech at the parade please go do it. It is one of the classic of all time. So he is one of the true through and through Philly dudes gets out there pregames, firing up the crowd, slams a beer is going nuts. You know, was all over the pregame shows. I mean, he just like, that's if a Philly fan got to come down on the field and fire the crowd up pregame. And I'm just such a huge proponent of guys in the same city. He's not from Philly. He's from Cleveland, Ohio, dude. But this has become his adopted home. And when they embrace other teams in the city and they go to the games, I love seeing it. Love it. He made that beer can, which is a normal size beer can, look like a shot glass. <laughs> he was just like, is, is this, can I have more? Like one little shot isn't, isn't enough for me. Yeah. And by the way, he's not, he's an extremely large human. He's not big for an NFL offensive lineman. He's a guy that's actually a smaller, kind of more athletic, skinnier dude, which is weird because you look at are him. His, like, are his mitts as, like as big as they look? I mean, he when he was it, holding that beer, my goodness. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I shook his hand once. Uh, he, he crashed the set of the of the show I host after the Super Bowl down on the field after uh, after his brother won the Super Bowl. He came down on the field and was. He was a little saucy at that point, which was kind of fun. <laughs> I think he had had a few of those little uh, little cans yeah, in his system. Yep. All right, man. Uh, so talking baseballs every day. We're going to check in on uh, baseball today, perhaps going every day during the post, during the World Series as well. We're going to try and make that work. Uh, I'm fingers crossed, certainly, on all that. I think, we'll I think we might know. be able to. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, we're going to keep you posted later in the week. But uh, we're off and running. We got a lot of World Series prep to do over the next few days. Don't forget to get the SeatGeek question in before Friday's show. We'll need it by Thursday, please. So uh, we want you to win that $1,000 credit on SeatGeek. It is great to be back with you. We are super excited for this World Series matchup. A lot of talk coming your way for our amazing producer, the talented Robbie Scirocco, my very good friend, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you Tuesday on Baseball Today.